is blogging dead? Every business is different, but there was a time not too long ago when nearly everyone understood you had to have a blog if you wanted to start a successful business. How about now? Is it really all that important? Are you contemplating starting a blog or do you currently have a blog but wonder if it's worth it anymore? You're going to want to keep listening today because we're going deep into the weeds on whether or not you should have a blog. Today's episode is brought to you by F1 for Help, your on-site service and support specialist. If your computer is doing something it shouldn't, give Joe a call at 208-687-0183. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Welcome back or welcome to the Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson and sitting with me, as he never seems to go away, is my good friend and co-host, Ed Bejarana. How's it going today, Ed? Things are good. You know why I don't go away? <laughs> I think I do, but go ahead and tell me. I own a studio. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm doing good. How about Thanks yourself? for holding that over me. That's it. That's I'm, it. I'm doing fantastic. It's been raining. I'm happy about the rain. Why? Because it's melting my snow. I like the snow. Well, so this is what any good podcast should have is the yin and yang, right? Well, you know, the, now you got to ask me the question, why do I like the snow? Oh, I'm sorry. So I, why do you like the snow? Well, you know what happens when the ground is slippery? You fall. And we just did a business ingredient with a chiropractor here oh. in town, and he's absolutely fantastic. Wow. And, and I love the excuse to go to the chiropractor, so I like it icy outside. Nice segue. I love that. So today we're going to talk about having a web log. You know what a web log is, right? It's a blog. And you know a little something about that, don't you, Ed? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've kind of been blogging now for, well, before it was a business. This was when I started building websites, I used WordPress as a platform, and that's when it was still just a blog platform. It wasn't really a website publishing platform. So yeah, I've been blogging a very long time. Well, just so um, <clears throat> folks understand how we do these podcasts, we may discuss on a, a superficial level, I think, about a podcast topic, but we purposely really don't go into it too much detail because we want that conversation to to take uh, place while we record it and have kind of an organic feel, right? Sure. That, that makes What? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we really don't get too in-depth. But with that said, so I know, what are your feelings about small businesses having a blog as we sit here today? You know, everybody should have a blog. The challenge is, is can everybody have a blog? And... You know, over my experience building almost 1,900 websites, working with thousands of small business people, most small business people are just too busy to write a blog. So then it comes down to the question, do you buy content, hire a writer, have somebody else do it? 
or do it yourself and only do it when time permits. And uh, generally speaking, um, you know, while I use writers for specific types of content, I never hire a writer to try to emulate me. That would be a bad move, yeah. Yeah, where blogging, the power of blogging from a search engine optimization standpoint is the originality. Uh, we're, we'll talk a little bit down here later about content as king and the, mm-hmm. the quality of the content. Now, don't confuse this with the quality of writing. This does not have to be a Hemingway novel. This, the quality of content is in the eyes of the visitor person who's reading the content and google differentiates that so if you hire somebody and they blog for you keep that person forever because they are in fact you in the eyes of the search engine so to answer this is a long answer to a no, short this question is good. the the idea of blogging is very personal your business is personal your unique selling proposition is personal it's unique that it's the very first word in it. So if your blogging is going to just be content that's like every other business of your particular niche, then what's the differentiation? It's going to be the same white noise, right? Yeah, it won't stand out. It won't work. You'll wind up wasting your money on a, on a writer, and you won't get what you're desiring. So am I against it? Absolutely not. Everybody should do it. The fact of the matter is, is not very many people can. So... There are clearly, as you just mentioned, many ways of having a blog. Now, there are personal ones like, you know, a personal journal or family news, personal opinions, uh, you know, among others. But today we're really going to talk about whether your business should have a blog as a part of your website. According to blogtyrant.com, the popularity of the term blogging has declined quite a lot over the last decade, which prompted my question for this whole episode to begin with. The peak was right around 2006, 2008 with some really large searches, which was an indication of the trend. Blogs like Pro Blogger were absolutely massive brands. However, HostingTribunal.com says, to date, there are more than 500 million blogs, give or take, out of 1.7 billion websites in the world. Their authors account for over 2 million blog posts daily. That's an amazing number. It is. It is. But... We then have to dive down to what is the definition of a blog, hence the reason for this topic. The, the idea expanded. Uh, Fifteen years ago, when we started using blogging as a business content platform, it, it was easy to define what a blog was. A blog was anything that is unique about your business. But now... What falls into a blog category is anything that is not mainstream news. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these journalists who write for major newspapers and magazines who also have their own blog site. And what you get is they write an article for, uh, let's say, the New York Times, and then they publish excerpts on their blog site of that exact same article. To me, that doesn't count as a blog. To me, that's just a rephrasing of the article that's a news piece. Put into your own, you know, uh, you, you put an excerpt in and then you comment on it and give your, you basically opine on that, right? Well, right. And the reason they do it, it's, it's important to understand the why. Because when we understand the why, then we then have a solution for working around it. 
these journalists were seeing mega, mega stars, uh, musicians, athletes, um, actors. They were seeing them gain tremendous benefit in the marketplace by becoming an influencer. They would write a blog article. Somebody else would write it using their name. They'd mm -hmm. pin it. And then they'd just sell millions of dollars worth of stuff. And journalists said, hey, wait a minute. I'm already talking to hundreds of thousands, if not a few million people regularly. Let me monetize that traffic. And, and therein is the reason why all of this blogging started to go south. I disagree a little bit with the dates. It wasn't 2008 where it really started to dip. It was 2012. Uh, it, it's just there's a lag in the numbers. But in 2012, what we saw was an over-monetization of the entire marketplace. And, and that always happens, right? It does. I, I mean, the, you get saturated, and then uh, the, the term marketers ruin everything comes into play there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so. a professional marketer. I, yeah. I represent that remark. But with... <laughs> represent or resemble? Well, with, with over-monetization, <laughs> what happens is it leaves the small business owner in the lurch. Do I now write a blog with hopes of making money, i.e. monetizing the blog article, because that's, that's what everybody hears. And in fact, you, you go on to Amazon and you look up books on blogging. Every single one of them has a chapter, if not multiple chapters, about how to monetize your blog. Well, that's just not appropriate for most of those 74 million small businesses in America because the monetization is getting people to your website. Right, and, and the blog helps because it's another it's another avenue another channel it's also a way for you to like you said before be un your unique self right correct and and stand out to differentiate yourself in the marketplace exactly i think uh it, part of the case for the downturn in in those numbers and by the way i took that number from blog tyrant so it, it may or may not be completely accurate but i think a case for the downturn in in blog searches, in my opinion, are those that weren't serious to begin with, you know, just jumping on the bandwagon and having, uh, and, and those that just jumped on the blogging bandwagon, those have long gone away. Probably. I think those that understand the power behind having a blog that you, and the keyword is consistently right on are still going. Well, you know, on that, let me just drop this before we go on to our first break here. Yeah. Uh, you know, WordPress publishes stats and I haven't looked at their their stats recently to see how many WordPress websites there were. But going back uh, several years, a few years to several years ago, they reported that there was like 170 million new WordPress websites. However, they also took the stats and they said, how many of them publish on a regular basis? Right, right. And, and that's, that's huge. That's what, why I say consistently, what right? What they found was is less than 10% of those WordPress websites were publishing information right. on a consistent basis. So out of 100 million, only 10 million of them are actually using the platform. Well, I'll tell you what, before we get to that, what you're going to do, I want to, there are going to be two key questions I ask you when we come back from this break. Okay. Now is a good time to mention our episode sponsor, F1 for Help. Founded in 2000, F1 for Help has been perfecting the art of computer repair and maintenance for almost 20 years. At F1 for Help, 
We offer a variety of services in-house and on-site, ranging from estimates to our popular general maintenance program and reloading your operating system as a part of a wipe and reload. If you want to take the cost out of IT, we recommend signing up for the F1 for Help Manages Services. If you have any questions, please give F1 for Help a call at 208-687-0183. F1 for Help. We clean windows, but we aren't janitors. That's always a clever little thing that uh, Joe does. It, and, it is a good jingle. And we thank Joe for his uh, his support of this podcast. So uh, before that, I, I said I, was, I have a couple questions for you. First of all, I have three. Why should our business have a blog? And I, in specific, when we're writing a blog, what is the sweet spot for word count? And how often should we publish a blog post? Now, Larry, if you're listening to this, don't <laughs> hold it against me. Does Larry exist? L- Larry Page, yeah. Okay. He's one of the founders at Google. Okay, so. there you go. Uh, if you read Larry's blog, he writes extensively about using mathematical equations to calculate your word count. Um, and what he basically says is, don't do it. But here's the general rule of thumb. Here's what I Because we tell- differ on this a little bit, don't we? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Actually, I, well, let's, well, let's see here. So, um, you know, Larry just says, don't use mathematical computations, which by definition means don't use word count as a target. Me, I come at it from a slightly different point of view. I'm looking as a realist based on how the small business person has time to operate. So from a standpoint of purpose of the blog is to get a single topic in the marketplace to, to search on exactly Google. right it, it's a long tail search strategy it is so therefore very effective too the most average or the most common average number of words for a search phrase is three three words so so like um chiropractic health cordelaine is a three-word search phrase or computer repair rathdrum to use our sponsor as a better example that was a freebie joe so what you really need to have is about a 1% to 3% keyword saturation to your content. So if you've got three keywords mm-hmm. and we're targeting a 3% saturation, we need 300 words to balance out that one keyword phrase. And then what I say is go on to Google at uh, Keyword Tools and do a search for associated keywords. So if we're going to go with computer repair Rathdrum, we take out Rathdrum. We, there's no associated word. It's a regionalization mm-hmm. of the keyword. But computer repair, there's a, a hundred different ways that Google references computer repair, uh, break fix, computer maintenance, right. computer backups, all of those so things. So all of these like the sub keywords, right? Sub keywords okay. that are part of the document. So somewhere between 300 to 400 words for a single three-word keyword phrase. So uh, the reason I said I think we somewhat diff- differ on some of these things is the way I write a blog post, and, and let's, let's be frank about this, a blog post could be 400 words or 300 words, like you said, okay, to convey a, a thought or an opinion on a topic. But it depends on your industry because I can write a 1,200-word blog post that's involving wine, and people will read through that. It's the art of the storytelling, and you want you know you will keep their attention. 
Uh, I know Shelly has written 1,500 word blog posts, but these take her a week to write right. because of the research that goes in and the due diligence and all of this. She has to cite sources and, and all of that. Well, and you know, take my words with a grain of salt because I'm looking at this from a very, very limited point of view. I work mostly with small business people, less than $5 million, less than 10 employees. Right. Time is a factor. That's right. And honestly, it's an exponential time deficit every 100 words over 400. So you write a 300 to 400 word blog article. If it's on a single topic related to your business, honestly, you should be able to write that in about 20 minutes. Another 20 minutes for editing. Um, you know, waste another 20 minutes with somebody else reading it just to make sure your grammar is right. So we're talking about one hour for up to 400 word blog article. You go from 400 to 500 words. Now we're talking about three to four hours worth of time. So you really think it's that significant of a change? It is a huge change because now the depth of field is getting deeper. Mm. And with the depth, you've got to do research. You've got to do background checks. You've got to make sure that the information is accurate because Google, they check every single word, thought, and meaning. And if it is a lie, if it's a, a fudge of the truth, if it's, if it's just wrong, it will hurt you, not help you. So I'm going to give you uh, six reasons, according to American Express, six reasons why you, um, your website should have a blog. One is drive traffic to your website, right? Now, we talk about SEO outside of that, but a blog is a living, moving document that continues to be fluid, right? And SEO loves that, right? Yep. Okay. So drive traffic to your website, convert traffic into leads, Uh Writing a blog also helps you to become an authority in your topic, build relationships with potential customers. You can have comments box on your, on your blog. By the way, you own your blog. You don't own social. So a blog on your website is your, you own that, right? So that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, boost your social media efforts. Uh, whatever you post as a blog post, you can now share it on your social channels and platforms. Drive long-term results. Now, what, what do I mean by that? You write a blog post on your blog, promote it on your social channels, and hopefully get some shares. After that initial flurry of activity, the traffic driven by that post will slow to a trickle. And that's the end of that, right? Yeah, not by a long shot. That page is now ranked in search engines. Just like the rest of the static pages on your website, this blog may actually continue to be visited as long as it's on the web. In fact, a website with a substantial amount of blog content can continue to boost total traffic from old blog posts, providing the potential of a pretty substantial return on the few hours you invested in writing a post. So these have a living life. They continue to go, right? From a practical standpoint, adding a blog to your small business website may just make sense. With minimal expense and effort, you can help to boost search engine rankings, build credibility, increase website traffic, and foster relationships with customers. This, in turn, may make your readers more likely to hire you or purchase products from your company, in addition to recommending your business to others. So wrapping up, Ed, are blogs dying? I say no. Of course they're not. Companies and individuals are using content marketing more effectively than ever. Blogging is alive and well, but it is changing 
and it has been doing that from the very beginning and will continue. So we are a podcast that helps small businesses. Here are some business blogs to check out if you are curious. Mashable, Fast Company, Forbes, Entrepreneurs, TechCrunch, VentureBeat, Chris Brogan, and Duct Tape Marketing. These are some that you've checked out, haven't you? Oh, I have. No, yeah. I, I absolutely. In fact, Duct Tape Marketing sitting right here, up here on my book, John Janstich, was a keynote at a couple of conferences that I went to. It's interesting. Uh, that actually has come up in more of my research of doing these blog, uh, these uh, podcasts. Uh, duct tape marketing keeps coming up and all the everything. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, we're going to end with a quote of the day. Nothing is particularly... Uh, we're going to end with a quote of the day. Let's start that one over. Take it's two. It's easy for me to say. Nothing is particularly hard if you divide it into small jobs. Henry Ford. You know, I think particularly if you break it up in syllables. <laughs> Is your computer not running right? Is it making sounds it shouldn't? Do you want your computer to run better? Well, give F1 for help a call at 208-687-0183 or visit us on the web at www.f1forhelp.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Business Buffet. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.